most must-see WWE award show in history. Welcome to the third annual Mizzies! Let's do our first category, the superstar. That is the best at patting themselves on the back. The nominees for the superstar who is the best at patting themselves on the back. Seth Rollins for bragging about lasting 65 minutes. You want to make a mark and prove you're the man you last 65 minutes in the gauntlet match. In a match that he lost. <sighs> yeah, you know what? I, it doesn't mean anything. Kurt Angle for after 29 years finally being a good father to Jason Jordan. Damn it, go home! Go! Finn Balor for being the first ever Universal Champion and holding the title for less than 24 hours. When I am ready, this title is the first thing that I'm coming for. Still waiting on that, Finn. to accept their awards because they weren't invited tonight. Now is the time! Now is the time! Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to our third monthly wrap-up show. This is the wrap-up show for March... Only slightly belated, not as belated as February, and we're getting closer to real time as we go. Am I just the weird one that I feel like this is more belated than February just because we've been to WrestleMania Heaven Hell Week and back and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, it seems and... like so much stuff has happened, and talking about some of the stuff that we're going to mention seems like it happened so long ago. Uh-huh. But we will, but we promised that we would be doing match of the week for every week throughout the year of 2018, and of course, match of the month for every month. Yes, you're welcome. And all of this stuff. And of course, if you've missed any of our previous shows, the February show, as of this recording, just went up a day or two ago. So go check that out. You can listen to January, February, and now this one, March, all on cnjradio.com. Yeah, listening to, I, and I do listen to our show, by the way. I don't know what that says about me, but uh, <laughs> listening back to the February stuff. I was just sitting there going, no, dummy, that's not what happened, you know. Uh, WrestleMania oh, stuff. talking about WrestleMania speculation, <laughs> yeah. Especially a lot of the crap that came out of my mouth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to not talk so much about what happened at WrestleMania and just talk about the matches themselves yeah. and, and why I think they did what they did at the time and all these other things. So this is kind of, I'll try to contain it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get into it. We're going to have to, because the next one's going to be all about WrestleMania. Yeah. And this, the month of March was a little bit of a blur for me, at least, it, it seemed to come and go really, really quickly, and but it was all in the WWE world, or universe, I should say, probably. Yeah. It was all about the build-up to WrestleMania, and I guess let's just get that out of the way first. Let's talk about, not specifics necessarily, unless you want to get into them, but your general overall feeling of the build-up to this year's WrestleMania, which was the month of March, that's what it was. Yeah, I think you said it best right before we got on the air is that there was a lot of, it was like, okay, we booked the match, now let's wait it out until the match actually happens. And there was a lot of that. Like, there was a few where, you know, like, for instance, the U.S. title match, 
last minute booking, last minute booking or so it seems. But like once they got to, okay, we definitely know it's going to be, for instance, uh, Rollins and Balor versus Biz. They had that one pegged pretty early, I think. And that one got into a stop and start. Not that I didn't like the build. I actually thought the build was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was all right. That was one of the better ones, I thought. But it still suffered from that by the numbers booking. Let's see how... Uh, let's see how much we can separate them. Right. Even though it's like, well, Balor's Rollins always a good idea. Let's just yeah. book that. They can right. tear it up every night. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, but a little bit of like just letting the Miz talk. What's it going to be with Miz in the equation? Right. And they did that twice. Yeah. This month. Uh, but I did like you know stuff like the Mizzies and stuff like that. You know? That was surprising to me. I actually enjoyed the Mizzies. It was surprisingly entertaining <laughs> to me. This one, yeah, which so, is weird. I don't like saying that, but it, it's true. I enjoyed yeah. it. So that was the first thing I thought of. You know, yeah. I, I knew that the the Rousey angle, uh, McMahon's thing was gonna yeah. be what it was gonna be. Yeah, contract Some, signing. Yeah, and confrontations in the ring and yeah, yeah. one move a piece each time. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. But it's like because I was looking back at it, I did have to marathon a whole bunch of WWE stuff towards the end of the month. To, to catch back up because I was watching a lot of New Japan which if you have been paying attention to the website I put out a whole bunch of mini episodes for New Japan the New Japan Cup that happened in, over the course of like a week and a half in March and I gotta say Chris I'll say it once again on the air great episodes yes. and even just by me myself Joey listening to <laughs> those episodes right. I was so much better prepared for Wrestlemania week well, I really good. do feel yeah. that way. Like, there were a lot of those people turned up. Yeah, a lot of them did. And I was like, hey, I'm familiar with what they're up to right now. <laughs> right. This is so cool. Like, cool. so I really thank you for doing that, man. It, it made my week even that much better. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I yeah. hope everyone else felt the same way or at least in a similar fashion to Joey and yeah. listen to those. And if you haven't, go to cngradio.com and listen to those. But yeah, I did end up marathoning a whole bunch of wwe stuff and it was like a little bit of a blur to me you were saying the wrestlemania clock uh days count that kept showing yeah. up in all the episodes you like getting anxiety well right. it went by really fast <laughs> right. yeah but it so seeing it in that kind of compacted time frame i was watching i watched raw and as soon as it was over i would watch the next one and then i'd watch the next one yeah. and i did the same because i was watching not necessarily weekly but just the shows in a row so i was seeing week after week and it was like the roman reigns thing he would come to the ring he would complain about brock not being there <laughs> and then something and then he would go away and then he would get beat up one week and then he would get beat up the next week it was the same thing over and over yeah and same kind of with the cena thing although i did kind of like the cena thing he kept showing up week after week and doing the exact same thing so there well, was a difference between John Cena and Roman Reigns, though. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your overall entertainment. Because I was value. entertained by Cena more than than Reigns. Exactly. Well, Reigns's argument was flawed anyway. Like <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar has a contract where he doesn't have to show up every night. Therefore, you know, yeah. I get it. I get what they were trying to do because I felt this. I feel this way too. Like the champ for the past year hasn't been there most of the time, and I get it. But attaching Roman Reigns to that, it kind of points out to me. I'm like your argument isn't very good because he's worked his way to that contract to have those privileges that he's earned throughout his career because of who he is. And I think it felt, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but it felt like they were trying to take Reigns and put him in that position of the quote, I'm doing finger quotes, smart fan who is like, I'm angry because the title isn't on the show, but he's also still the Roman Reigns thing where he appeals to the kids and the, the younger people and it yeah. just didn't work, and I think it, it was just dumb. I thought it was dumb. This storyline would have been a billion times better, and this is going to sound like very generic fanboy stuff, yeah. but you put like AJ Styles in this story, right? 
and he could make it work because yeah. he because he's the true workhorse. Like, yeah, and yeah. I don't think people really believe that Reigns because Reigns wasn't wrestling every night. He yeah. was just there, like just talking. Big difference. Like who cares? Yeah. I don't care if you're there. I don't even think he dark made have been in half yeah. of those. But <laughs> AJ Styles is there wrestling almost every single week doing yeah. something. So yeah, it, it matters who it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But anyway. That's okay. Rants are completely accepted, especially in a March wrap-up, because right. I just don't, I don't have a ton to talk about on each individual show. Yeah. So, what do we got? Like, first week of Raw, mm. um, and we, you know, Hulu rants aside, the best match I saw that week was Cena versus Goldust. Really? Yeah. Um, on Raw, I thought it was the, the Mr. Raj versus Rollins and Balor. I thought I, that, that Goldust match was kind of awkward for me. I didn't, I thought it, Goldust can do way better than that, I thought. Okay, fair enough. I, maybe I picked it on principle because yeah. I hadn't seen Goldust wrestle in months. Well, yeah, he hasn't wrestled in months. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think the last thing I remember him doing was when he was being friends with Cedric Alexander and yeah. showed up on Two Hundred Five. Yeah, and that's okay. We can always split, uh, especially our Raw and SmackDown uh, matches of the week. I I don't think it's going to make much of a difference when it comes to match of the week. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's totally it's all good. And then we kick over to. Anything else you want to say about that? Because, yeah, I just... Uh, no, uh, I just... Because I, I was excited when I saw Goldust come out there and do that stuff. And yeah. I thought, that's a great spot. And I didn't expect it. It was completely unexpected. And yeah. I was hoping that... I don't expect Goldust to have like a full-time feud or anything with anyone. I don't think he's had a marquee match on Mania since 18, if I had yeah. to think of 18 or 19. Something the one where uh, he was booked against Maven for the hardcore title. Oh, geez. Huh. That was the last time yeah. I think he had a prominent spot on the show. He's probably been in some Multiman stuff here and there, but that's yeah. the last thing I could think of. And, of course, his big moment is all the way back at 12 with mm-hmm. Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. But, yeah. yeah, with that, I was just I was disappointed with the match because I know that both of those guys can do a lot better, and it felt yeah. it just felt weird to me. I may have to go watch it again to yeah. see. But that that, also, that show also did have the Symphony of Destruction match. So Notice I like, didn't mention that. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, like... I'm coming around a little bit on Strowman as far as like the entertainment side of it because he's doing more of that, but he still does these stupid, dumb, garbage things. Or they have him do these stupid things. Like I don't buy it when he does that stuff where oh he's buried under something. Like he was crushed under the piano when you yeah. fully see that the leg is still there and it fell over <laughs> him and not on him. I'm like, come on, guys! Like nobody's a child would not buy that. Yeah. Like when he dumped the chairs on whoever that was and it was on top of that pallet that was it Kane? I, I think maybe like someone. I've seen it done. It's been yeah. done twice now. Yeah, but this the... last time it was stupid because you could see the pallet that the guy was laying under that the chairs. <laughs> fell on top of this thick wooden thing like guys don't don't act like i'm stupid but we'll, <laughs> yeah. but we'll get to the ultimate deletion later <laughs> all right so continue no I, I'm, I'm just gonna go over to smackdown from uh, march 6th here uh it, it was it was uh <laughs> yeah that good, there huh? was uh the stop and start of it all uh i talked about how much i like the weirdness of that one where uh, Owens and Zayn came out at the beginning and made the show weird. Yeah. And I kind of like when shows are like that because at yeah. least it's not by the numbers. Yeah. Um, to me, I think the standout of that whole show was Ziggler's promo against AJ. And yeah. we talked about the eye-opening thing about, you know, Dolph never having a one-on-one match at Mania to this day. Yeah. And that's where that occurred. And they got into a really great match and ended in a double disqualification, which turned into a fatal five-way yeah. as a preview for the six-pack challenge that was going to happen on Sunday. Right. So the show was just weird. Um, I, you know, I think 
the best match was the Styles Ziggler match, despite the double disqualification, because it just turned into a train wreck after that. Yeah, um, it was neat seeing uh, Sammy get the Duke. I liked that. Yeah. Um, it you know anybody that wasn't counting on him to win the match at least gave some people intrigue, but we all know he wasn't going to win. Well, right. It, it gave him intrigue, but it also pretty much signified that he wouldn't win the six pack. Yeah. In a in a fantasy smart mark world, Sammy gets the Duke at Fastlane and faces Nakamura. For revenge on all the way back to two years ago, where Nakamura comes in and debuts and gets gets it on Sammy at Takeover. That would have been a great bad guy thing to do, like steal that spotlight away from Styles. Because we may never, if that had happened, there's a chance that we would never see Styles and Nakamura in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, there's. I thought of that, but I would have been kind of upset. But in retrospect, I would have been like, yeah. That was pretty good, actually. They got yeah. me. And they would have given us a great match. Yeah. The people would be watching with the gritted teeth. Yeah. But at the end of the day, going, oh, that was real good. Because you really wanted to see Zayn get the holy crap kicked out of yeah. him. Knee to his face. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I like it because I, I love Zayn, but yeah. it, it is fun to root against him at times. Yeah. Because he's a great heel. He's, yeah, he's a really good smarmy guy. Yeah. Uh, so, whipping over to 205, and uh, great wrestling as always. I keep saying this over and over again if this is your first wrestling house show i I like to just keep reiterating this ever since the last week of january 205 is appointment television you need to be watching it uh like the journey they're taking us on with the cruiserweight championship tournament i've loved every second of it uh no exception here we had mark andrews versus drew gulak in the second round and uh i expected a a great match and i got it no no arguments here uh I was rooting for Gulak just on storyline and principle. Go back to February if you yeah. have no idea why I'm rooting for Gulak here. But uh, yeah, it, it it ended the way I thought it would. You know, with Gulak getting the win. Yeah. And the thing I like about this this match has proven to be a very important match, even not just in the tournament, but in ongoing storylines that yeah. they're probably going to have at 205. Right. So this is a very important match. That's what I like about the tournament is that it is. It was a hard reset for 205 Live, and not just crowning a new champ, but it reset a whole bunch of feuds. And so the the feuds aren't based on who's in what faction. It's based on like stuff that's coming out of this tournament, like the the anger and aggression that happened in these matches because they were everyone was so seemed so driven to get to the title and get to WrestleMania or the WrestleMania pre-show, and <laughs> the that it led to these feuds that are coming out of it, which I think can carry it through the summer probably. Yeah, and I, I love that match so much, and, and you were making a case for Buddy versus Mustafa on that I, show. I thought I'll. So all of Mustafa Ali's matches prior to the finals, spoiler, finally he made it to the finals, of course, <laughs> later. Um, but he he wrestled a specific style of match where he would get the crap beat out of him for most of the match, and then he would come back towards the end, and that's his that was his kind of character throughout the thing. And Buddy Murphy was really surprising me throughout the tournament. I didn't really have high hopes i like buddy murphy i think he's fine but as far as coming into 205 being one of those guys it does seem like he's too big for it whether the 205 weight is real or not like who knows who cares yeah because it's not like tony niece where like you could almost convince somebody that tony niece is above 205 but he's shorter than buddy murphy right buddy murphy is very tall right so like like especially compared to a tony niece so tony niece it it makes sense You, you get more of a d malenko feel with him in the land of the flyers you know oh, like yeah. even though he can yeah. fly yeah it's just that kind of a thing i'm taking me back to the old wcw sure. days but 
Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Buddy Murphy really sticks out like a sore thumb in 205, yeah. and he really needs to prove himself. And But I think that works, too, because he is having these great matches in the tournament and now out of the tournament, and he... It still is kind of in me to like root against him because yeah. I don't necessarily accept him. He's new to the roster, and I don't know if he necessarily fits in the roster, and that I think works really well because I, I want to see him wrestle, and I want to see him lose. And right. so in this match with Mustafa Ali, I was really pulling for Ali, and they, they did it perfectly. Ali was getting beat up a whole lot, and then he was able to do what he does and come back and get the victory. Yeah, initially I thought we were going to be debating really hard on Match of the Week just right. because of those two matches, but then that leads us over to NXT, and where the Dusty Classic is continuing, where I definitely want to talk about that some more yeah. in detail as weeks go on, because I have a big rant about that yeah. on, on one week especially. So in that episode, you know, TM61 uh, versus Authors of Pain. Mm. Um, not a good match. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not a good match. Yeah, uh, that match literally had been kind of built up yeah. by people like me over the last year and they, a half. They built it up on the show, too. Yeah. Like, they did those, the the strong promos that I, I guess they were calling them now, where they go into the history of them and humanize them and make make you pull for them through those video mini-documentaries, basically. Yeah. And then they come in there and they get destroyed. It's so odd to me. Yeah. I don't understand what they're going with this, but maybe they're just... They should have waited on those vignettes then until after yeah. Mania. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, with... AOP as it is nowadays, yeah. you know. So anyway, yeah, that was weird. Um, but getting more onto the positive side of things, which keeps us out from debating and getting to a fight this week with myself and Chris, right. is the lone match here between Alistair Black and Killian Dane. Yeah, a match that I thought was going to happen at Takeover, but then I was like, wait a second, someone's got a challenge for the title. Right. <laughs> so this basically was the whoever wins this gets Almas. Yeah, it was. I think yeah. they even said it yeah. was basically a number one contender match. Yeah, and man. <laughs> Like, I was excited for this match, and I, I don't want to say it overly delivered. I think it delivered exactly the way I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, I think that's good enough for match of the week for the first week of Agreed. March. Yes. Uh, Alistair so. Black, Killian Dane, NXT. First match of the week. Absolutely. This is going to be an easy month, Chris. <laughs> Super. Before we even get into the second week... There is the what used to be called the roadblock to WrestleMania. Oh yeah, which is now fast lane. That's fast lane. <laughs> I mean, it's you're not slowing down. You're trying to get there as quickly as possible. Yes, oh, I, and, see, I see the theme. Yeah, yeah this is the the best uh, one of the better SmackDown episodes of the uh, of the month. Of the, oh sorry. yeah, <laughs> no, the month. Yeah, it is the month. No, I almost corrected myself, but no, it's <laughs> it's of the month. You know, because I don't know if it is of the year. That's right, what, but. Uh, uh, you know, there's some payoff here, but there's there's definitely a lot of, uh, okay, let's get this in a position, this in a position, last yeah. minute type stuff. And uh, you know, Fastlane didn't blow me away. No. It didn't uh, it didn't whirl past me and tear my clothes off, you know, like <laughs> Fastlanes are supposed to be like. Is that what happens on Fastlanes? I, I think so, something mm -hmm. like that. I mean, when you when you book the New Day and the Usos, yeah. <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, but I got it. I understand why they had the Bludgeon Brothers do that. And that's a lot of what the show was, was setting up WrestleMania. This was the last brand-only pay-per-view for the foreseeable future. Yeah, actually, and, I didn't think, think yeah. about that. <laughs> and the, the whole point of this show was really to... Because they hadn't really been setting up WrestleMania on the SmackDown side a whole lot. You said the sort one match, of, yeah, yeah, and this this show really did that, like almost every segment. 
they definitely needed it more than raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that all being said, Chris, and I'm glad you said that, uh, you could watch all of these matches and kind of feel the need to move on and watch whatever was next. Yeah. My favorite my personal favorite match of the night is one you could watch contained and you don't even, you could turn it off right after the pinfall and be like, that was great. I yeah. would watch that again a lot. And to me, it's the women's title match between Ruby riot and Charlotte. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Ruby riot fan since day one, but yeah. I also found her back on the Indies and yeah. happy I did. And, right. and to see her have her first title match was awesome. Yeah. Just on that principle, it's great. But the match itself, I think stands on its own. Not only is it uh, just, fun to see this aspect of it but i think this is one of charlotte's best matches especially on the main roster yeah. um this this match just blew me away and watching it again it was even better actually i think yeah i think it's a match that is probably better taken out of the context of the time in the place where it happened it is because i didn't expect ruby to win i pretty yeah. was almost positive she wasn't going to win it's too close to wrestlemania no oscar hadn't well she announced her intentions after that match but even prior to that i, I expected i fully 100 percent expected charlotte to win that match so watching it outside and being able to focus on what they were doing in, instead of what i expected i think it was would probably be better it's one of those retrospective really good matches which i can't really say that about anything else on the show because yeah even it the six pack challenge which yeah it is all time and place kind of thing yeah and the six pack challenge was entertaining but and like it was it was anticlimactic because yeah. you know they weren't not going to give us styles nakamura there's yeah. just no way yeah. so um even in the 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 heightened dramatic sense of a false finish and yeah. the shane factor and all that stuff i still never believed for a second that styles wasn't either. gonna win yeah and that that's what hurt the match so yeah. but you know it was all right it was a waste of a few hours on a sunday night <laughs> right? it was fine we we had fun yeah watching it. But yeah it's and on principle i can't pick that six man six pack challenge because I hate keeping when they keep adding people to these title matches like this, and especially Styles. Like I don't understand. I mean, I guess he rose above it, but he should have been so angry that he was used as a pawn for the feud between Brian, Daniel Bryan, and Shane McMahon, and then with them, like how that storyline got so convoluted and <laughs> yeah. went back and forth. The writers like had the last paragraph written and then they erased it and wrote over it and white out over there. I'd love to see like if they had like an outline for that and yeah. all the white out and like scribbles and things written in the margins for that. Cause that, that whole thing didn't make any sense, but yeah, I, styles... I fully expect to see that, but only when the Kennedy files get all released, <laughs> right. so. but styles should have been super pissed about throwing all these extra people, throwing John Cena into his six pack yeah. challenge. Like, come on. Yes. It's so stupid, but I'm glad that was, the best part of that match was when it was over and I was able to breathe and say, okay, they're not going to do something stupid. Let's please move on with Styles and Nakamura. Finally, like three, four weeks out from WrestleMania. Yeah. I like how there was definitely, you got a sense that they were scared because they feel that Nakamura can't talk. But as we will discover yeah. weeks down the line, he can talk and yeah. he can be super entertaining. Yeah, they just have to give him the right moment to let him do what he does yeah and it's less is more yeah yeah so all right uh, okay on to week two, week two. <laughs> uh this is where roman reigns becomes the new steve austin right chris uh yeah 
Yeah, where he's an, he's, he goes after Vince's authority. And sure. He gets suspended. Oh, is this the one where he walks? Yeah, he called out Vince and it's like, oh man, it's oh. real because we saw Shane McMahon back there too. Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, he's there. Like, come on. He's yeah. not on Raw. Right. Uh, okay. They were... Were they in the same town? Have they been doing that uh, for the whole uh, road? I think they might have been. Okay, not, but still. Not every week, but yeah. <laughs> no, but he's not co-producing Raw right. with Vince. Vince <laughs> isn't even co-producing yeah. Raw. He's <laughs> sitting in the God spot, I guess. Right. But as far as I know, I think it's still Billy Kidman and Devon, right? Yeah, who knows. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, yeah, I just, you know... It's so obvious that they're just, they're trying yeah. to get us. Like, yeah. come on, this is your new Steve Austin. How come you won't accept him? <laughs> right. He just wants Allow your... us to spoon feed you this. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, because oh. yeah, that's one of the, in my little write-up things, which I'm behind on posting them. I still do them, but I'll get them caught up on the website when I write about every show. And that was one of the things, is they, they tried to make this whole thing with... Reigns walking to the back and calling out Vince and saying, ask, or telling him that Lesnar's his boy and whatnot. They tried to make it seem super real, and it just felt fake, mostly because of that. It seemed so staged and choreographed, and like it just doesn't. And his, like I said, his argument doesn't make sense. Yeah, and reason number three hundred and six why he's not the new Austin is because McMahon right. is not going to be wrestling him. Yeah, <laughs> there's just no way. Yeah. Like he's not wrestling anybody anymore. Yeah. I think his whole Reigns' whole thing could have worked to an extent, but he pushes it so hard and like this whole conspiracy theory thing that everybody's against Roman Reigns. Yeah. Man, I don't nobody buys that. Yeah. Like the whole point of Roman Reigns is that we don't care for him because he's being pushed to the top. Yeah. Like that's the whole that's the real thing. And I don't like sounding like this. I don't like sounding like a, a like a, a quote smart fan because I don't think a lot of a lot of times people that fall into that category it's like a derogatory term yeah. derogatory term but it's like they're pushing this thing that just i don't know it just doesn't sit right and it feels weird for roman reigns to be cashing in trying to cash in and it's just not working he doesn't fit that slot that they're trying to put him in yeah on the back of john cena too at that right and i that's another reason on principle i can't back yeah. it yeah because he's not that guy either. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's all I really have for that show. Like, I mentioned this at the top of the show. Hey, let's book Seth versus Finn. That'll be great. And yeah. it's always great. It was really good. And that, that was the whole show for me. Yeah. I mean, Tag Team Battle Royal, uh, I shed a tear for the Tag Team Division once again. Man, the Raw side. I don't want any of the SmackDown people... Well, I, in the Superstar shakeup, I actually just saw it yesterday. Oh, okay, I haven't yet. Won't talk about it yet, but I'm like, man, the raw side of things is just, it's it's not, I like the bar, and I like a lot of the teams, yeah. but it's all just spectacle. It's not about the matches. It's not about the tag teams. It's about what crazy thing can we do this week, yeah. and that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, as soon as Braun came out for it, I'm like, well, here we go. I, oh, is it, oh, yeah, this was that week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I was, man, <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to complain about everything. Not till Mania, right? Yeah. Okay, let's wait till Mania. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Uh, let's get over to SmackDown once again. Uh, this whole episode to me is one of the weaker SmackDowns of the year so far for me. Yeah. It was basically just leading up to, uh, the beatdown, the final maybe beatdown. Be, uh, between Owens and Zayn getting the best of Shane McMahon finally. Oh yeah, 
uh, yeah, with that great soundbite. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which I might milk here <laughs> sometime <laughs> during the show. But, uh, and apparently I do a good impersonation of it too, but more on that during the Mania special. Uh, that was pretty much it. The AJ Rusev match was fine. Yeah. But nothing I didn't expect at the right. end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so I had that as match of the night just because I it was, do, yeah. everything else was either too short or it didn't need to happen. Right. Although I liked the moment leading to the Bludgeon Brothers versus Biggie and Jimmy Uso match. Yeah. Because this was the was fallout. Cool. I like that. I like this, I like seeing the remnants of those two teams coming together to fight the Bludgeon Brothers and stuff. I thought that was a cool moment. Yeah, that was better than what the actual match was. And right. I hate to say that. But yeah, and I expected it. Yeah, so Bludgeon Brothers running wild on everybody. Yeah. So It's like I like the Bludgeon Brothers, yeah. but they haven't... It's one of those things where they just crush people, and I don't like that buildup. I just don't... I understand it, and I get what what it's supposed to do. And I guess it does to a certain extent. I just don't find it entertaining. I don't find it entertaining until they get close to the payoff. So it's months of like, all right, we're going to see this thing again. Yeah. I mean, they do it with so many. They did it with Nia Jax. They did it with the Authors of Pain. Uh, like all these people, it's the same thing. Yeah. I am going to harken. I'm going to do a random classic match of the month right now because I feel like it's important. Okay. As we, uh, let's put a positive spin on it. <laughs> I need to go back and watch. Uh, when they were still just Eric Rowan and Luke Harper of the Wyatt family, mm. and they wrestled the Usos, and I believe was a Money in the Bank pay-per-view match. Might have even been on the pre-show. Right. I'm not even sure. And I want to say there was like some sort of two out of three falls or something, and it was definitely for the titles. I'm going to find out what it is, and we're going to post it yeah. on the Facebook page. Uh, that is that is one of the sole reasons why I was excited about them, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, as we now know them, getting inserted into this thing, because I'm yeah. like... When the Usos and those guys get together, it's magical. Yeah. And I can imagine it'll be the same thing with the New Day involved. How can you go wrong? Yeah. So that that made it one of the matches I was looking the most forward to at WrestleMania just for that one reason. I was like, cool. all these all these squashes and everything, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for that one reason. So maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. So. <laughs> to find out on the next episode. Oh, yeah. And, we still have uh, a long way to go here. Yeah, but uh, man, that same night, I will say like... I guess as a fan, I would have felt like they would at least have made it up to me a little bit uh, just because of what they put down at the very end of 205 Live that night. Yeah. Because in the, I guess the semis, we had Roderick Strong versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah. It's a great match. And uh, we've been kind of saying the whole time, like, was... uh, Roderick Strong always seems to be the uh, bridesmaid in our uh, match of the month uh, kind of thing, so... He might pull one out here. We still got one more show to talk about, but that match just was so good. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, I watched that one right before I took off for SmackDown the week after because I was so behind. I, mm. I wanted to not get a spoiler on the, the tournament because right. I'm loving the tournament so much. Yeah. So just watching that, even with even with uh, time on my brain, I still enjoy it a lot. And actually, maybe it helped. <laughs> right. Because I was just like, ah, okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> uh, but man, like the backbreaker on the uh, the middle of the uh, turnbuckle post uh, wiring yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Roderick's done that in his career. I'm glad he doesn't do it every night. Right. But just watching him do that move and onto Cedric and just little things like that. But yeah. I truly didn't know who was going to win. Like, I had a feeling it was probably going to be Cedric. I was pulling for Cedric. I, I've been pulling for Cedric since the beginning of the tournament. Yeah. But, God, man, great opponent to just build up that credibility yeah. even more so. 
uh, Roderick Strong should definitely be commended for his participation in this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there'll be something for him down the road, obviously. Yeah. We, we know this now, but, yeah, uh, yeah he got rewarded. Uh, Cedric got rewarded. So, by, by that victory, he was going to WrestleMania. Yeah. Or sort of. Yeah, yeah he was. So he, yeah. he was there in the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get to what uh, tends to be the back and forth uh, battle between match of the week. Right. It's always uh, lately 205 versus NXT. Mm. Something I was happy to see before we get to that awesome match was uh, the return of Dakota Kai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Is she full-time now, or is she? they just bringing her in occasionally? No, she, I'm pretty positive she signed. Okay, yeah. all right. See her against Lacey Evans. I'm always concerned when somebody goes up against Lacey, because I keep yeah. thinking that they like her a lot, and they're going to actually have her start winning. But Who, th- Lacey Evans? Yeah. yeah. But thankfully, this was not the case, and Dakota got a win. I, feel, I, I think she's eventually going to start getting a lot of victories. You think so? Yeah. 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 I she... mean, they, they put a lot into that character for her to not, you know. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, a fun tag team match, uh, Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery. I had some fun with that. Yeah, that was fun. I couldn't really call it. I was leaning towards Street Profits, but only because I thought they did a better job at building themselves up with some of their promos and stuff yeah. like that. And now they made a resolution to win the Classic. And, yeah. And uh, they definitely won an Officers of Pain because they were the big dogs and they were yeah. defending, you know. So I was pulling more for Street Profits, and I think it's time for them. I Yeah, I think they need to get some victories to get some steam behind their stuff because I really like them a lot. I like Heavy Machinery, too. They're fun. Yeah. But I feel like the Profits need that push a little bit more right now. Heavy Machinery is people are going to like them no matter yeah, what so. yeah i think both teams are pretty super marketable yeah. probably just a little bit more on the street profit side yeah. but yeah so no complaints street profits move on in the classic and then we get to uh this great match that they booked just kind of seems to me out of nowhere we got adam cole no baby okay all right um oh, versus pete dunn <laughs> for the uk title and you don't even need any storylines. Of course, that's how great Pete Dunne is. Yeah. You just need Pete Dunne to go, I don't want a Yank winning the UK title. Right. Done deal. Yeah. Okay, let's have a match. And, uh, man, whew, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm torn here, Chris. We were, we do a little bit of prep on this, but I'm still like going back and forth between the Roderick Cedric and the Adam Cole Pete Dunne. Uh, Chris, you got the final say. I'm going to give it to you. I didn't have a whole lot of issue with this. I picked Cedric Alexander versus Roderick Strong. Okay, thank you. I liked the Adam Cole-Pete Dunn match a lot. Yeah. But I liked the Cruiserweight match more. Yeah, and it actually had a, a, a... A decision to it honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, that's the only thing that brought it down was a dq on on that so. and that does that does play a factor into my enjoyment of them like i'm more likely to go back and watch that cruiserweight match than i am that cold unmatch oh like nine and a half out of ten times yeah. for sure i can't remember the last time i was like let's go back and watch a double dq match <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one springs to mind it's literally all the way back in 1989 right <laughs> that's the rockers versus the brain busters on saturday night's main event because yeah. they they gave them time even with the double dq you still felt like you didn't get ripped right. off but there you go there's a there's a bonus match of the month <laughs> all right so that moves uh, blazing through this month hopefully it feels that way at home uh week three this raw right here, it, more of the same. Although I yeah. guess the, this was the final. Like, okay, it's gonna be Alexa and Nia now. Like, yeah. like it definitely had that going on. And also, this was uh, what could have been. I feel like it was supposed to be Asuka's farewell to Raw because it definitely seemed that way. She's going out, and then she's gonna wrestle Alexa, oh, and yeah. she's gonna move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, because they had to have that match. And, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, even even Coach brought it up. It's like, well, this was what I thought Mania was going to be, so we're right. kind of having a Mania match yeah. tonight. <laughs> so I feel like they don't tell him anything. Going in. <laughs> right. If you watch, you watch. Okay, that's right. fine. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but yeah, of course. Uh, I, I obviously, if they'd have given him like ten extra minutes, this would have been a WrestleMania match. Yeah. I enjoyed watching the Alexa Oscar match. Maybe because I was looking so forward to it, and I thought they definitely cut back on time. It wasn't what I wanted. That's the thing. Like I felt the same way, and I think my favorite match of the night for Raw that week was the Mister Raj versus the Balor Club. Agreed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And again, anytime I can see Gallows and Anderson in the main event, which is where they should be, yeah, it's it's all for the better. Yeah. So well, the main event, yeah, was the ultimate deletion. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this Hulu rant. <laughs> They didn't put it on Hulu, Chris. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, me, personally, I think a lot of people know how I feel about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think you missed much, but <laughs> it's worth watching just yeah. to say, just to know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was the... It's ultimate... the only thing I didn't see for the month. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I don't understand how they would do that like who does this is do they have bots running that cut stuff off and like oh it's a video chop i wonder if they did it on purpose to just... get people to drive people to the website yeah yeah probably because they had there's an uncut version or something on the website so yeah. that's probably what it is Could be. but yeah I, I i'm a bad host i'm gonna go back and watch it now <laughs> it i mean it's pretty much exactly what you would expect and i like my little mini rant on the site is yeah i don't like it I didn't like it. I didn't like the first one because I watch wrestling to watch to suspend my disbelief to think that I'm actually watching a sporting event that's happening. And if I want to watch a bad wrestling movie, I'll go watch Monster Brawl because that's a bad wrestling movie. And that's what the ultimate deletion was, was a poorly made movie about wrestlers because shots, it wasn't. So they didn't even try to go for like a, there's one camera guy there and he may miss stuff because it's just the one guy and he's trying to follow the action. There were cuts, there were obviously cuts and edits to jump from action to action. They were supposed to be the same thing in the same sequence, but they weren't. It was completely obvious. The camera was out of, multiple cameras, mind you, out of focus at times. Well, there's stuff, also a drone. Right? Yeah, yeah, Vanguard 1. Yeah. The, the, the graphics on that were superb, <laughs> let me tell you. But the... Yeah, when you have stuff that's supposed to be this produced movie-like thing that the camera is out of focus, shots are framed poorly, action is missed, even though it's not trying to emulate a live thing, like, what's the point? Why? It's like a, a like you were talking about like low-budget horror movies, but yeah. you see the boom mic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's it's trying to straddle this line of, I don't know what it is. And I like the Woken Matt Hardy character. I do like the character. I think it's goofy and fun. It does straddle that line of non-believability, but so does Bray Wyatt. Sure. But I don't like the magical Bray Wyatt, and I don't like the... I don't like this, whatever this is that he did. Like, it, it just, no. Yeah. I don't want that on my TV. Yeah. And if you like it, cool. Whatever. You can have differing opinions. I don't I don't know. If you, did you like the first Ultimate Deletion from Impact? Um, I liked, I, I think it made more sense for somebody like Impact yeah. to do it. Because it was so absurd. And yeah. It was only going to get him more attention. And so I understood why it happened. What about the... I bought Wyatt, into some of it. Like, what about the Wyatt Compound match? That was awful. Okay. That was 
it was it was derivative as hell. Yeah. And you know, it's it's obvious that's why they did yeah. it was because uh Hardy was getting over so much outside yeah. of their bubble and that's the only reason why they did that bullshit. It's House terrible. of Horrors? Awful. Okay. Unwatchable. Okay. So I think we have similar opinions. I may feel a little bit stronger about the this current Ultimate Deletion. Like this one kind of get this might get a pass from me just because they were. The it's first not as one. bad as those other ones. Well, probably that, and potentially, like I said, haven't seen it, but yeah. obviously, also it it was it's an original idea. Yeah. From that particular oh, brain. You. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so there could be something to it even down the road. I do you do you think that when Matt Hardy's Gardner took that job all those years ago right. do you think that he'd be a, he thought he'd be a television personality uh, probably not his kids uh you know i'm not saying that his kids gonna be bitter about this in the future yeah. but what if he ever becomes bitter about right. this in the future yeah <laughs> obviously the wife likes attention so yeah. but uh uh yeah it, i i'm interested in the where are they now like you know 20 right. years down right. the road from this more so than probably what's going on now but yeah okay that's pretty. That's a pretty good back and forth, considering I hadn't seen it. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's my bet on that raw because right. the raw was really kind of building up to that. Like that's what the whole show was building up to. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't see any uh, promos for it. Obviously, yeah. the whole I mean, time just little it on bits. Hulu. They had like you didn't even see like any of the mat. Like they had some clips no. from the compound. No. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. They were short, but I guess they cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. No. I... They were deleted apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hulu does not get this. like <laughs> like I, I wish he would have cut a promo on Hulu to justify right. yeah. it not being it on. It would have been easy. Like, like I delete you from yeah. watching Ultimate Deletion. Hulu doesn't delete me, I delete Hulu. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that would have been that'd have been great. Done. That'd have been match of the yeah. week. <laughs> All right. The promo? Yeah, well just on principle oh, the deletion you. would have yeah, been yeah. just because of that if they'd have pulled right. it that way, but yeah. Eh, maybe not. I see some other things down the road here. <laughs> yeah. For best match on SmackDown that week, they're just, you know, they're definitely in cruise control post fast yeah. lane. Well, they had a rematch, like Nakamura and Rusev. It wasn't as good as the fast lane match. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to bury the lead here. And yeah. this is probably, this is top story of the month for March, easily. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to be at this show. Uh, I definitely brag about that. That's not the top story of the month. It's not the top story, <laughs> although it's not bad. Yes. Uh, but... I I only heard rumblings about this story actually going into the show. Oh, I had really? such a crazy busy day. I didn't check my phone. I didn't check any of the news or the, or the dirt sheets or anything. So I'm walking into SmackDown and I had heard that there was a big story about Daniel. And of course my brain speculates, oh, maybe he'll get to like have like a match at Mania. He's good enough to do that. And they're going to have a kind of a final, final match. Yeah. I walk in and I can hear, I hear the WrestleMania 30 finish coming in on the promo. Oh, yeah. It's like, as the show is starting, we're just getting to our seats. Mm. And all of a sudden, it was like this crazy movie journey. Like, you see a guy walking up the stairs yeah. into the thing and then the light goes up. And then I see the actual newspaper headline oh, really? on the screen as I'm getting to my seat. And it says, Daniel Bryan cleared to wrestle. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so... I'm dealing with this in my head right. as they're showing me this whole thing. And then as soon as I stand in the actual seat I'm supposed to be in, Daniel comes out and I'm just elated. Like yeah. I'm getting a chill, right? There's a chill going through my body right now. Just talking about this and getting to watch Daniel, uh, you know, get emotional about it. And I get him, I got emotional about it. And yeah, and uh, it was just great. Daniel's back. And the thing that really did it for me to kind of put the fine point on it, put the exclamation mark on it, and put me at ease 
was um, I saw a status report from Christopher Nowinski mm. of the Sports Legacy Foundation Institute. Uh, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't, we need to do a little bit of background here just in case. But um, Christopher Nowinski, who was a WWE superstar, he was a former yes. Harvard uh, graduate and yes. football player. That's very important. Yes. Um, he got he was undiagnosed with multiple concussions during his football career became a WWE superstar after being a runner-up in Tough Enough. Yes. And then he had to forcefully retire before, like, his first year was up. Yeah. Because he got another concussion. Yeah. And uh, then he, you know, with his degrees and everything, he started this uh, thing. And he's he's a big, you know, that, that movie Concussion, uh, there's a lot to do with what they're doing at that institute. Yep. Um, I don't think he's even referencing the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I mean... But, um... So basically, at the end of the day, uh, Christopher Nowinski is kind of, he's the, nobody's in his, he's not in anybody's pocket. Uh, they're yeah. doing this out of, these guys are, these football players and, and wrestlers, you know, they've, they've killed themselves, literally, uh, because of undiagnosed concussions, and they're going to put a stop to it. And yeah. that's their main goal in life. When Nowinski's status that the last doctor that cleared Daniel, if he says he's good, then he's good. Yeah. I am fine with this. Because, of course, everybody was asking him about it. Yeah. So when he was like, this doctor is cool. He's on the level. And hearing it from him, done deal. Yeah. So that, you know, there you go. If you if you had any doubt about Daniel really being good to go, right. then there it is. I mean, so. I I wouldn't. That makes me does make me feel better. I wouldn't question it necessarily because I think with everything that's come out, like the fact that Daniel Bryan and Bree like, hid like some of its symptoms from WWE. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot of the reason why it took so long. Not maybe not the whole reason, but part of it. Like they're yeah. going to make sure that like hey, like they're not going to WWE is not going to take any chances with the history they've had with superstars with concussions and, yeah. and former superstars and stuff. So I I don't question it if they say he's back for full time then I 100% on board. Yeah. So being there for that was great. Um, the show was just okay. It was yeah. wasn't anything special. I hate when they bring out Ty Dillinger to do nothing with him. Yeah, uh, I just uh, I feel like Cody Rhodes right there. Uh, right. One of my favorite art of wrestling quotes is Cody Rhodes when he was first on the indie scene. And he goes, "People come up to me in autograph sessions. Go, do you still watch WWE?" And I have a ready-made answer. I'll watch when Ty Dillinger is the world champion. Right. <laughs> they love Ty, and I yeah. do too. So I, they bring him out just a job to Baron. He's got no for what? Deal. Yep. For fucking what? There's no was, reason for that. Because what? Was Baron going to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Ty was, did better in it. I was super afraid that he was going to win. I was afraid oh. Corbin was going to be the first two time yeah. winner of it. Isn't it kind of cool, though, that Ty Dillinger actually got a better spotlight? Right. Uh, but we'll get to that later. But yeah. see, right then and there. He should have won that match. Right. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. I got you. Uh, but uh, a great match. Always a great matchup with these two. Charlotte and Natalia getting it on. Yeah. Um, and, man, this is another one of those matches that has so many repercussions that are still be being felt today. Like, I'm sure when people saw this matchup, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. But all it took at the beginning was Charlotte watching the Oscar promo. Oh, and yeah. I like Natalia came in and goes, no, I saw that look on your face. You're worried. <laughs> and that's the look I saw whenever Oscar came out. She right. did look a little worried. And I don't think that's an accident that she mm. did that. Yeah. So they have this match. And, you know, everybody's going to be like, well, Charlotte's going to win. But the way they booked this was yeah. so brilliant, I thought. Because, first of all, it was a great wrestling match. Yeah. 
great back and forth. They both work that submission psychology because they both have great submission finishers. Right. And so I like that part about it. Um, you know, Natalia, who always should be in any championship conversation, she always has that. She has great entitlement. That, oh, yeah. That works yeah, in absolutely. her favor. Yeah, she, she works it really well. Yeah. And, like, Charlotte's not playing entitlement because she's a babyface right now. Yeah. So any one of them can do it and do it great. Yeah. Um, but it just works so well. And the whole bait and switch on uh, Carmella. And everybody, yeah. everybody in that crowd stood up. It, oh, it's yeah. one of those things, like, oh, even if yeah, they hate yeah. Carmella, they want to be there for that moment. And it's, I'm the same way. It's almost Pavlovian at this point. When you hear <clears throat> whoever has the briefcase at any given time, when you hear their music when it's not supposed to happen, yeah. you're going to stand up. You're going to get excited. Even if, even if, like, in this instance, I'm pretty sure she's not going to actually go through with it. Yeah. But it's still like, oh, you get that, your heart speeds yeah. up a little bit. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe. I gotta say, I wasn't even thinking about the Oscar factor whenever yeah. she came out because the match had gone on for so long, and I right. was like, "Oh, this is perfect." Yeah. And we all kind of the crowd started buzzing a little bit, and there was even some Carmella chants in the crowd. Oh, yeah. It made it on television. I don't think it did, mm. but yeah, we we could just feel it. Yeah, and it was cool that it was it was a legit moment for it to be a pseudo thing at least. Right. <laughs> uh, but it turns out like they never even discussed it off air or like in a backstage thing, you know, mm. and it's like she put up Carmela up to it right at the same time like where it yeah it, it kind of seemed like yeah she totally put her up to it yeah. and that's how she won the match yeah. it was so great it's it's also an acceptable uh, schoolgirl finish you know so <laughs> right. right yeah overused that's fine <laughs> so uh, just worth it for that everything else uh, it was basically it was the Daniel Bryan show uh, yeah. Daniel started off and they ended up with this uh, at least, do you think after all of this, after all the Sammy Kevin stuff, yeah. dealing with Shane, Shane's gone now. Do you, th- Daniel Bryan, is he that good to where he almost justified this whole thing with just that one segment? Yeah, too? well, it, he saved it. Like this, the payoff was worth more than the sum of every plot twist and plot thread that went to nowhere and picked up somewhere else. Like. I'm happy with how this ended up. Like, I'm elated with how it ended up. And this segment here where Owens and Zayn attacked Brian, like, that whole thing was like, this is great. And I forgive all of the bad writing that happened before this and all of the weeks of me just getting super tired of everything that they were doing because it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense up to that point because they twisted so many times. But I don't care Brian's back. He was getting beat up by these guys. The energy was super there. Oh, the man. anger was super there. Oh like, man, it was and, worth it for the moment. And KO and Sammy got a, some some face reactions from the crowd, yeah. but they they turned every person yeah. against them in the crowd. I could say, as a witness, yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah, it was such a great piece of business. It doesn't. Oh, yeah, it doesn't forgive the the everything that happened before it and using the title as a pawn and everything but yeah for the moment it's like i don't care anymore oh and the short-lived daniel offense yeah in that segment oh my god (laughs) it was it was chill inducing once again it was so cool man (laughs) just just for that reason yeah uh and they 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 card him out and they they didn't not you know go for punches to the head people were really feeling that and noticing it 
Oh, yeah. Like, stop hitting him there. I heard someone saying that. Oh. Uh, I mean, they're not going to let him back into the ring. He's been doing, like, diving headbutts and stuff, too. So they're not going to let him back into the ring. Oh, yeah, I know. Full time, if if that's an issue. But I get, like, first night that you're like, oh, no. Like, I get it. I mean, it's it's not anything that you should exploit. Yeah. In a sense of story. Yeah. But it's it's in the same way that, you know, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Every time you watched him, there was always that little bit of a thing, yeah. and he's always going to have that now. Yeah, it's just for that reason. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's yeah. there. Oh no, so. I know. And I think I think a super monster heel could exploit that in the correct way. Yeah, you know? yeah. It just because I don't think it's I don't think that's grounds that you can't touch. I think it's grounds that should be handled in a certain way with the writing. Yes, good point. Very good point. Uh, that leads us into. The 205 Live from that night. And here's uh, here we get a little Joey right here. Only nerds leave the crowd after SmackDown and do not enjoy the greatness that is 205 Live. Right. I, 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 I almost at one point started to do a head count of people that were actually there right. still. It was that bad, Chris. Yeah. If you actually go back and watch the intro to the Dallas 205 Live, yeah. you notice how every time they cut in from the intro, they show the crowd like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first thing they showed was the WrestleMania sign. That is not of yeah. the norm. They showed the sign, and then they went through the front side yeah. ramp part. And that's where you're going to get the most people. And that's it. It does seem like they darkened the, the risers and beyond for mm-hmm. 205 Live. It was bad. Like, And we'll talk about this later at your 205. Because yeah. Chris wasn't with us, unfortunately, that night. But, oh man, there were so little people there. And they even announced a dark match over the PA, like, at yeah. some point before SmackDown was over. Because they were going to give us, uh, uh, it was like, uh, Bobby Roode and, uh, I think, Nakamura versus Jinder and Randy. I don't know, something weird like that. Anyway, yeah. it was like a tag match. AJ was going to wrestle. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Because, like, you know, yeah, of course, AJ. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But most people didn't stick around for that. (laughs) And, you know, I get it's Tuesday, school night, work, whatever. But at the same time, man, if you're a fan, like, watch that fucking show. You paid money to watch it. Like, and they want to entertain. They're going to give you everything they got. Right. That's the thing. Like, they're not being told to hold back for WrestleMania. Right. They're going all in. And uh, there were some good matches. And there was one squash match, but, like, two good matches. Yeah, Lince Dorado and Hideo Itami wrestling each other, yeah. which is super cool. I like the, the feud they're building between Itami and Tozawa and the Lucha House Party. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's it's subtle, but, like, there's there's moments where it's like, this is going to explode yeah. at some it, point. It, started, well, was it, it was Itami and Dorado that started it, just because Dorado didn't like something Itami did. It was a little thing. Yeah. Because Itami's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And so he was right to get angry, but now it's it's like spreading. It's like a disease that's spreading among their groups. And yeah. now they're all starting to get mad at each other. Yeah. It's pretty... I like it. How they they need... Do you think they... I mean, this is, sounds lazy, but third Japanese guy? And who is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know that they need to do that. I think that they can make it work how... Because I think that... Makes them look stronger if they don't have a third. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can make it work like okay. this. All right, I'm fine with it. I just yeah. uh, okay. Let's say let's do it this other way. If if you had to bring in somebody, who are you bringing in? And uh, this is with almost no restriction here, right? What makes the most sense? You know, what would be amazing is if this did go on for a while and the Lucha House Party started getting like more victories over Atami and Tazawa. And the returning Neville came in and joined Atami and Tozawa. Because not only is he the former cruiserweight champ and the king of the cruiserweights, but he has close ties to Akira Tozawa back in Dragon Gate when he was Pac. 
Okay. So there's all of that. It's he is from Japan, sort of at yeah. some point. So he does work in that group, and I think that would be, I think that would be great. That's genius, sir. I like that. Yeah, should be writing that show. <laughs> uh, I was super excited because I knew in advance that I was going to get Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah. And whoever won that was going to WrestleMania. Yeah. I gotta say, I was definitely, and I, I've said this over and over again, on and off the air. Mustafa Ali has that it factor uh, all yeah. those buzzwords he's super marketable i believe he could actually cross over into the heavyweight division much like ray mysterio did before him yeah. i think he's that good potentially um i was rooting for gulak in this match just because mm. of the character arc which we talked about in depth yeah. on the february episode and not only was i drew gulak has his fans out there yeah. there was a whole row of dudes like in the front oh, yeah. towards the front and uh yeah they were all rooting for him it's cool. <laughs> like it was pretty great so guys, you wouldn't expect to root for him, right? Like, let's just say, like Drew's kind of like a a nerdy small white guy in this world, right. you know. And like these guys were all about him. I love that. That's cool. And uh, just because he's a freaking shooter, man. Yeah. And and he's a jerk. <laughs> well, and I like this because it was a revisit because they had the great feud that they had like a year or yeah. more ago. No fly zone. Yeah, the no fly zone thing. And now the Gulak has kind of turned a corner. Although he's still doing, he's still kind of treading that line a little bit with some of yeah. his promos sure. you can't like, get rid of all of it yeah. i just like that they're putting a new spin on yeah it, you know? but he's he's turned that corner to where he's not a goofball he now he's not trying to stop ali from flying he's just trying to beat up ali yeah and that's what he did in this match a lot yeah i'll just catch it now make it your yeah. worst enemy yeah so yeah so i was i was pretty surprised although i gotta say i saw the match and the match i enjoyed the match i think the fact that there was just nobody there really bummed me out the rest of the night sure. when i went back and watched it on tv i actually enjoyed the match more yeah i know that's does that seem weird to you or no, it yeah. makes sense yeah so yeah i enjoyed it more on tv it worked better i just you know everybody who stays good on you man you're real fans right. like let's say american airlines in dallas like in a wwe setting with the ring and all the ramp and all that i think sold out it's like fifteen thou. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, there was probably two thousand people or less in there really? at the end of the at the end of the night. That's yeah. what it was. So that was the only people that saw that match. It's damn shame, man. Yeah. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's get over something positive. <laughs> Always a great crowd. NXT. Yeah, I've been to a few of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, almost always a great crowd. Yeah, yeah, and I would uh, say they they try to hijack the show sometimes. They used, they used to, not so much anymore. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying the um, center stage taping. I like too. it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the crooked ring. I think it's an interesting look. Yeah, for it, you know? yeah, it, it's it, it takes me back to my youth because yeah. I know where they are and. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's that old stage. I saw so many yeah. great things on television there. So, uh, so they have this weird thing where Mustache Mountain is supposed to be in the Dusty Classic. Yep. And the, the who who got hurt? Was it Tyler? Bait, Tyler Bait, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they uh, they got uh, this makeshift team. Yeah. Of, uh, I thought it was it sucked for Trent Seven. I mean, like, why not let Trent Seven get a partner? Yeah, exactly. Because him getting the surprise partner makes sense too yeah because why wouldn't you pick them right yeah it, even if you don't like them it it it's good it's good national pride yeah right i guess it's like sure. i now that i know what happened yeah this makes all the sense going, in the world but at the time it was like why is trent seven out like yeah. it, it was like it wasn't even considered yeah. that they would allow him to find a partner and since they don't spoil these things as much i don't want to spoil it either so let's just make that as okay. far as like the dusty classic non-spoiler until we get to our takeover wrap-up okay. on that talking about it during mania week special 
I don't want to talk about it yet, but it makes sense. If you haven't seen it, please catch up on it. Yeah. But just within the course of this match, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are a relatively new tag team, at least yeah. this year. And I think they, they definitely complement each other very well. Yeah. Different sides of the pond. Work ethic. Yeah. They right. like to hit people. Yeah. I like how one puts up the two and one puts up the number yeah, one. Right. So it's number one and number two. <laughs> yeah. Thing one, thing two. And uh, they're almost twins. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and then they fought this crazy makeshift looking team of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Yeah. And this is, I, I, I has to be the first time that Roderick and Pete have teamed up, at least on I television. So, yeah. But man, they gelled very well. Yeah. And you know, this other team, which hasn't been together very long either, man, they had a great tag team match. Yeah, it was good. You know, there were, there were elements of like, oh, this is getting all crazy, but yeah. like for the most part, super entertaining, loved the match and any other week in NXT it had been the match of the night yeah. or even match of the week. Yeah. But then they had to go and book Adam Cole. All right. So there's a pause there. Chris, we got to work on this. Okay. I, I'm not going to do All it. All right. Um, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> versus Cassius Ono, who uh, we love Cassius. We're big Cassius fans. Yeah. And there's that element of uh, Cassius is easily NXT's like head mechanic right now. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's kind of already the gatekeeper fit into that role of, making other guys look good and they have to get through him to move on to the upper levels. You know? Yeah. So even with that and knowing that kind of going in, the match he had had with Adam Cole was, was so fun to watch. Yeah. And I saw things in there I'd never seen before and I marked out for him. Which and... I think is kind of always the case with an Adam Cole match. Like he always does something new. You know? Yeah. I mean, even like when I first saw him live a few years ago, like I was like, man, this guy, this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> like I see People always talk about Shawn Michaels in him. I see a lot. I see like a Shawn Michaels, Steve Carino hybrid when I see him wrestle. Okay, yeah. and I really like that aspect yeah. about it. And and the fact that Carino's in NXT, maybe that's not an accident. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. And I didn't even think about that at the time when I like kind of did my scouting report on him. I'm holding air quotes, but you know, yeah, guy, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get more successful. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and. I like it. He doesn't even, like, a lot of these guys come in, they probably think so, like, overtly about, like, what's my what's my catchphrase? What's my gimmick? I think one day it just hit with him, and it's like, okay, that's it. Oh, I yeah. don't have to overthink this, You're and right. people are going to love it. It's so simple. Like, yeah. when Daniel Bryan first went, yes. Yeah. He, there's no way he could have thought. That well, he that did was... it to be annoying. Yeah. Because he was a bad guy at the time. Yeah. I mean, some of those things, it just happens. Yeah. I just wonder, I've been there for the first night of the baby. Right. And, like, people might have been like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he committed. Yeah. And it's a thing now. <laughs> but and that all being said, amazing wrestling match. It's and match. I would like to, if it's okay with you, Chris, put that forward as, or tell you what, Adam Cole versus Cassius or Gulak versus Ali? That That's a... We may can have a split because I'm going to go with Gulak versus Ali. You know what? I'm going to agree. So okay. Let's just go ahead and agree out there. Not just because I don't want to fight. Because uh, <laughs> I... Fight, we would no, agree I, I watched both of those matches within right. the last 24 hours again. And I think Gulak Ali has definitely more intrigue and drama to it. Yeah. Also, in, for the reasons that we talked about Cassius earlier yeah. on. You know, I think that's just some of it. You know, it it is what it is, as yep. the kids say. Go back and forth on that one now, too. And so we're getting towards the, sort of the end of the show. We get to the last week of March. And... Well, the last quarter of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And now everybody's in the house for Raw, except for The Undertaker, of course. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and even then, like, that, it, it made it for one of the weirdest endings I've seen in a long time for Raw, because it was like Cena's... Cena, like, pushed all in with trying to be... It's, it's, it's as heel as he's ever been, like, as far as, like... Oh, what he was saying about The Undertaker and to him, yeah. Yeah, so he beats Kane in a no-disqualification match, which, by default, I had as match of the night. But you said that they had better stuff on Hulu, or off of Hulu, which I I probably agree with. What was the best match you saw that night, Chris? Oh, Gals and Anderson fought Dallas and Axel again, but yeah, yeah, I think it was the better match. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that, just on principle. Yeah. Uh, so and see, that's another holding pattern thing, is like the Kane thing took up two weeks. I'm like, I didn't think that that meant anything. Nobody, I, anybody that did think that that meant anything was like, why? Like, he never said anything. Yeah. It was Michael Cole said it meant something. Michael Cole was wrong 20 times a night. Yeah, exactly. Um, was it the, um, no, I'll save that for, I'll save that for the other show. Sorry. Uh, agreed. Um, yeah, Nia versus Mickey. We saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, although I, I like more what they did with her at the actual match at Mania. So yeah, it's fine. But we all knew how that one was going to go down. Yeah, we just didn't course. know how. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Sheamus versus Braun. We did more stuff with the Rousey Angle stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was that the Brain Strowman week? I think it might have been. Yeah. I didn't write that down. <laughs> I didn't write him down as an official participant right. or anything. But that was definitely one of these weeks. It all blurs together. Yeah. yeah. I did not like that raw. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) It was, yeah. It was, like like we said, it was just getting closer to Mania. So it was just more of the same. It's very non-remarkable. Yeah. I think just moving all the way over to the SmackDown, the only thing that was really remarkable about that episode is that, you know, they finally, uh, I would almost say almost begrudgingly listened to the people and got Rusev put into the U.S. title match that night. Yeah, that was... I Since they were already putting multiple people in that match, I was glad to see Rusev get added to it. And I like how it happened to Mahal, Jinder Mahal. Like, had him be his partner, wanted him to be his partner in that tag yeah, match. And, and there's some history there, yeah, too. That's exactly, like, yeah. yeah. And Rusev ended up getting the pin. And so Rusev's like, well... I'm in your match now. Yeah. <laughs> Mahal was so pissed. Deuces. That was, that was a good moment. I really like that. Yeah. That and um, the Becky Ruby match was good. That was probably, mm-hmm. I think, the best match of the night. That's what I had written down. Yeah. Because Shelton Nakamura on paper, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. But, but it wasn't, they didn't give him enough time. Yeah. They didn't let him, let him go. And it's it's the, um, what I call the Cassius Ono factor now, which yeah. I'm dubbing the, that now. Right. But like Shelton just getting thrown into a match after them not being booked for weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks. Against a guy who's going to WrestleMania? Yeah. What do they think of us? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. seriously, like, what's he going to play? Spoiler? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think... It, it still could have been a really great match. There's that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was, too, it was too short for me. Yeah. A lot of things were too short, even at Mania, but... Once again, yeah. to be continued. I did like seeing Tyler booked, even because like, like two people they obviously don't give a shit about in that company, right. Dolph Ziggler and Tyler Breeze, yeah. and they just have a really as a fun one on one match, yeah. you know. A little once again, a little short, right. but I was happy to see something like that at least. You know, yeah. take some chances, guys. Speaking of Dolph, real quick though, we we had actually talked about how we had heard mm. that Dolph had resigned with the company, like you know, a few weeks ago, yeah. prior to that February episode, but. As it turns out, even according to Dolph from the horse's mouth, he says he hasn't re-signed. Oh, yeah. And his contract's up soon. 
Yeah, I mean, I believe about maybe half of what I hear, even right from the people yeah. that, that are involved in it. So because this is a guy who's on the cusp, like either way. Yeah, like well, he's been on the cusp for like, well, years. okay. Besides, let, let's say besides even like storyline stuff, yeah. like as far as like him as a person and as a talent. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like if he's gonna stay or go. Yeah, because I think there's. I mean, what would you like? I mean, personally, Chris, mm. as a fan, you have access more to like Ring of Honor and New Japan and stuff like that. Do you, I mean, these guys have proven that they can make a living, yeah, doing it themselves, or at least being contracted in New Japan, yeah. having a having a not an obvious schedule, yeah, one that's not as heavy on the burnout, maybe because they don't seem to have that burnout schedule. They don't, yeah, they don't have as it's not like a weekly on the road all the time kind of thing, yeah. and people aren't necessarily on every tour. Sure. So and even when you have something like the cup, yeah, it went on for like two weeks. Yeah, you may not work every night, or you may right. have a different kind of match. You may have a main event match one night and open one match. It's almost all the undercard matches are always tag matches, right. so it's not as difficult of a schedule. Yeah, easy night. And so, what do you think? I think so. I was thinking about it, and Ziggler's pretty much always been a WWE guy in my mind. I know he did some indie stuff early, but sure. it was just his like training stuff. I think yeah. he's always been kind of a so with those guys. It's kind of difficult for me to imagine them going out and being successful. But then I got to thinking, like, I really think he could go the like Cody Rhodes route, and because like Cody is homemade. Yeah, that's why why I was how I got to that yeah. conclusion in my own brain. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't, not exactly the same. I don't see him going bullet club and doing all that junk yeah. stuff, but I do. Yeah. It's not junk. I like it. I don't sure. know why I said that, but, but he I, could. Yeah, but he could. And I, I see him being more like a kind of like what Jay White is in, in new Japan. He's the switchblade. He, he's joined the chaos faction, but he's not really a part of anything. He's kind of his own deal. Right. And he just shows up and he does great and then he goes away and he's not really a part of anything. And the buzz on him is they expect him to turn at any second and yeah. that's going to be great once it happens. And I think Ziggler really could do something like that. I think if he went off on his own and sh I don't, he shouldn't go to Impact. I don't, no, I, no. I think that's a terrible idea. No, that, he's so much, I mean, I hate, with no offense yeah. to any, there's there's some great talent over there right I now. I think some guys did great by going to Impact and yeah. then maybe coming back or maybe not. But I think Ziggler would do well to like if he just showed up in Ring of Honor, like Tennille Dashwood did. She showed up in Ring of Honor in the Women of Honor tournament, yeah. and I think that's going to help her a ton. And if you get into Ring of Honor, you're going to probably get into New Japan if you're in the upper echelon because yeah. they have like the working relationship going yeah. on. And he's not going to start in like at you know, nothing yeah. but a world title anywhere and, he goes. Yeah, and he's a marquee name, yeah. so I think he could do really well in both of those promotions. Yes. So look for Zolf Diggler to... Uh, <laughs> right. No, that's his Impact name, sorry. <laughs> right. What's Zolf Diggler doing in the Impact Zone? That's an ongoing joke. Anyway, all right. All right. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, yeah, we were still on SmackDown. Were we? Yeah. So the 205 that night. Okay. That was a good show. Woo! Yeah. I, I'm jealous of that one. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was a week too late on that. Even though I, I saw the great Gulag-Ali match. Man, I think this might be, not the turnaround show, but I like that this is the show where they're like, there is life in this show post-tournament. Right. This was, because, you know, they were done with the tournament for all intents and purposes, with the exception of the finals. Yeah. So all they had to do was do that cool vignette, build-up match where they did the face-to-face -face thing, which I, I, I love... 
my 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 ten year old fan brain loves that face to face pre mania bit. That was cool. I and like it. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna get to do it, but they did one. I think it was for number five on primetime where they literally taped like a night of face to face. They had like podiums oh, really? where they debate each other uh-huh. in front of the live crowds. Yeah, and it sounds stupid, but it worked for me at that time. Yeah. So I'm always gonna love that little face to face pre mania thing. So yeah. I like that part about it. But man, the wrestling. You start off with Mark Andrews versus Tony Nese, and I gotta say, I put this little thing in my paper. I put a star next to the match of the night. I had already drawn the star in mm. after uh, that match because I was like, man, yeah, that it, not only was it great wrestling, but I loved how they had Drake in the booth, the Drake Maverick, yeah, and they kept putting forward the whole thing about these are two guys. They are literally wrestling each other to wrestle Drew Gulak, right? <laughs> and there's no title here. It's straight revenge yeah. grudge. Yeah. Uh, the reason that Tony Nese hates Drew Gulak is obvious. And for the same reason that Mark Andrews hates Drew, yeah. he took both of them out of the tournament. Yeah. He made two enemies in one tournament without even winning the title. Yeah, well, he didn't just take them out. He tried to hurt them. Yeah, is, yeah. and I love that. And these guys had an equally great match in the sense of Ford to get to uh, the WrestleMania that they have in their head now, <laughs> right. which is, I want to wrestle Gulak, and I want to beat him this time. Yeah. Because none of them have so far. And, man, just once again, this match was just insane. It's so cool. Uh, twists and turns and near falls and everything I want out of my pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so cool. I mean, not everything, everything, because that's right. reserved for, like, maybe Johnny Gargano's main event matches lately. Right. But it's close. Yeah. Mark Andrews, Tony Nese, I had the star, and then all of a sudden, the Fatal 4-Way happened that yeah. night. I didn't expect much from it, honestly. I felt it was just going to be kind of a standard. Everybody's going to get their moves. It's going to be good. I'm going to like it. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be a little... Not much of a like narrative to it, and there's not going to sure. be. It's going to be a forgettable match with some neat moments. And they even did that one generic that you expect because it's been going on since the days of Monday Nitro, where yeah. okay, here's the first tope. Now here's oh, yeah. the now there's two guys on the floor. Here's the third guy yeah. diving out. Now three guys on the floor, and here's the final one. Right. And they even did that in this match. Yeah. But it was after a bunch of other stuff, and. They always sell TJP as like the slacker and title guy because he definitely is their millennial. Like, yeah, uh, he they showed everybody they showed Tony Nese like doing reps, and then they cut to TJP and he's drinking coffee and on his phone in the back. Yeah. Hey, and he could be watching tape. By right. the way, right? Don't just assume that he's not watching tape. Right? If he's on his phone, he could be on the network. Goddamn sure. it! <laughs> so there's that. Um, and you got Kalisto and Tozawa who are in, in the midst of like their factions sort of like colliding with each other. Yeah. And then you got the X factor of Buddy Murphy, who we talked about earlier. So that being said, man, I liked that maybe in real life and in story mode, TJP's like, man, screw all you guys. Yeah. I still belong here and I'm still the best guy here. He went out there and what, at least two or three things I've never seen before, yeah. including two double submissions yeah that was cool i don't even i there's no way i can describe this on the show i'm sure you could chris because you're better at it than i am but there are two moments in the match where he's got two different guys locked up in two different submissions one he's working with his arms and one he's working with his legs and maybe sometimes both i'm trying to remember but just that reason doesn't make a match but it added to the match. it contributes to the greatness of what this match was just that alone. And then there's this one part. I can't describe this. Um, 
the wrecking ball drop kick that he does mm. every time he's done it over the last what two years you see it coming now yeah that that's that one great moment where you don't expect it and then when it happens you're like oh my <laughs> god and that's what happened he literally mm. turned it into like a rick flair spot yeah yeah <laughs> and that's the only way i can describe that mm. so just all those things cjp was on fire and then the Kalisto Tozawa thing, I, I don't want to brush over that because, you know, they have been the the cool heads of their factions. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, and they've always been the guys separating the other guys from the other guys so we don't get all shitty about it. Yeah. But then they had that weird thing where the bell rang and then they just went for each yeah. other. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like... No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it, they, there were all these little story things going on, and each one of them carried whatever feud or story that they have outside of this match into this match, and it helped make the match. It on paper that seems like it would make it kind of separate, and it would separate these people, but it actually brought them all together for this one moment. Even though yes, Kalisto and Tozawa did kind of do their own thing for a little bit because of that aggression, it was still it still did a great job of getting everyone involved at one time or another. And it wasn't one-on-one versus one-on-one versus one-on-one, which a lot of these matches kind of break down into. Yeah. It was everybody going at everybody. And you, so you didn't know when necessarily someone else was going to get involved with it because yeah. you had TJP getting both two guys at one time. And yeah. so, yeah, it was just really well done and it flowed really well, I thought. And I don't want to spoil the finish because I'm really not going to yeah. on this one because... We're going to talk about the fallout of this on yeah. the... On the oh, yeah. We're talking yeah, the match actually meant something. It does, so that's why you should catch up on it and see that. And also, oh, man, the surfboard spot. Yeah. I saw it coming, but I didn't that see was the... Cool. Yeah. I didn't see the extra factor right. of it coming. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit. You yeah. know, like, it went up there. Went, yeah. you know. Oh, okay. Glom. All right. Let's move over to NXT real quick. All right. Um, let's get into something negative. <laughs> Okay. okay. It's nothing I ever want to do. But this whole thing, like the last quarter of months, where the Street Profits, who are the up-and-comers in the tag team division, and I think the next great babyface tag team, and they have all the marketability in the world, plus they've got ability. And they're I like yeah. the Tank and Ferrari factor, the double team moves. It's everything I like in yeah. a tag team. It's It's really fun. And they built these guys up to the Dusty Classic. I don't know who they pissed off, but seriously, I mean, what else? I mean, like, I don't think it was necessarily that. I think it was just the the authors of pain. They had an idea for them, and that's that's what they did. Because they did the same thing to TM Six One. They they did. I just it's weird, man. Like that match was bizarre. Yeah. After months of build up, that's what they that's what I get. Yeah, like, like yeah, especially I mean, they, they take advantage of their rookiness, I guess. But still, especially having Montez Ford go out and like not even be a part of the match practically. Yeah. He went out to Ellering, was like, "Here, take a drink of my cup." While while Angelo Dawkins was getting beat up in the ring, it's yeah. like it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, like that's the kind of move that breaks up a team yeah. on normal storylines. Like, yeah. like I thought they were breaking up right then and there just because of how bad they work together and i guess the only thing i can take from that is it was better in my mind for them to lose like that rather than so they were split up and they just made a stupid rookie mistake yeah rather than just getting destroyed while having superb teamwork okay because this was a crush and it was going to be a squash from the beginning and i didn't like the match i thought it was dumb i don't yeah. like how they did it because i was looking forward to this i was yeah. looking forward to the street profits 
I didn't necessarily think they were going to win, but I look forward to them having a really good showing against the Authors of Pain, who I thought, I mean, I think we all expected that the Authors of Pain have had their moment, and I expected, I half expected them to win, or at least get to the finals, but I wanted the Street Profits to show that, hey, this is the next wave. Like, some of these people are leaving after WrestleMania, this is the next wave of tag team. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll still get it, but I think this yeah. hurt their their stock a lot. Yeah. It really did. And yeah. I think overall, just Dusty Classic in a nutshell this year. I it was weird. I didn't like it so much. Yeah. Half, more than half the matches were less than two minutes. Yeah. I didn't care about it. Yeah. Man, if that finals hadn't been so good. Yeah. We'll I was, talk about that later. But I, was, I was super disappointed. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I I thought the Sanity Strong Done match was good. Yeah. Um, at that point, I they were saying like I think even Percy said that if Sanity loses, it's an upset. But I'm like, ah, dude, the way they've been booked lately, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, so I, I kind of expected Strong and Done to win, and they didn't yeah. let me down in that sense. I mean, it's a it's a superstar team. It's a it's yeah. it's the the raw theory of tag team division where you yeah. put these guys together, they're gonna beat the the established tag team because they're two super individual guys yeah and they were heading somewhere with the story which was pretty clearly obvious so that being said i had as the best match of the night i did did too (laughs) it was a good match of course i'm just saying but lars sullivan versus john silver is is never gonna be in my match of the night (laughs) um but yeah i mean i liked it. it was a great match and like you said earlier dunn and strong are remarkably good as a tag team they they work really well together and i like the even the backstage stuff with them because pete dunn is not a nice guy he doesn't like anyone and strong for whatever reason was able to not get him on his side necessarily but to get him to be like yeah okay like we'll do this yeah it's almost like he really just respects his wrestling game yeah um on both ends honestly but i think that's what it is like Man, your stuff hurts. Right. I like you. I'd rather you do that to someone else than me. Yeah, the look he gave, the look he gave him in the crowd whenever they first won the yeah. first match they did, when when Dunn just went, all right, and yeah. he shrugged. He's like, "This will do for now." Right. <laughs> like that's that's what that's the impression you yeah. get out of him. I, I love that. That's a, you know, I it, can't say enough great things about Pete Dunn. It's interesting that it doesn't feel like they're softening Pete Dunn necessarily. Even he though, still seems like the same guy, even though he's a little bit less angry than he usually is when he's teaming up with strong it it doesn't feel like they're diminishing his like bad guy character yeah and in a similar kind of guy which we'll talk about this guy more on the next episode but in the way that uh marty squirrel is yeah is so well liked oh yeah but his stuff is so shitty oh, yeah. like I hope that they stay exactly where they are right now yeah. without sacrificing you know any of the edge that got them to that dance oh yeah, yeah let's hope fingers crossed right some people can some people can become characters but you know hopefully these guys won't become that Skrull is very much a character he and, is yeah. but like but uh, yes he still does a lot of that stuff and it's yeah he's that's my know, dream match right now I'm sure it's somewhere online I can watch Dunn that match Skrull. yeah yeah that'd be it, a great match god if it is okay alright so moment of truth Chris in my head I've got it down to like three matches Okay. For match of the month. And the nominees are... We may not do this every time. Sometimes it's just obvious. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to Almas Gargano, for instance. Yeah. I've got Roderick Strong versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah. I've got Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. Okay. 
And I've got that 205 Fatal 4-Way. Who's going home with the trophy tonight? I, I'm leaning towards one. I think because of the surprise in how much I enjoyed the match and how difficult it probably was to put on a match like this with all of these people involved, I think I'm going to go with the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. Good choice. I really... Cause, it almost it's almost like that thing where I think the other two matches kind of cancel each other out. I equally like those matches, yeah. and you could go back and dial those up, and it actually like you could watch them on their own and have a great time with them. So uh, I still think that uh, yeah, that and oh, I guess I, I I left out on the same show at the four way the Andrews uh, niece match yeah. that that should be considered too. I think all those should go really in the hopper here. for the year. Sure. Uh, final words, Chris. Well, I don't. So like I said earlier. March kind of came and went really quickly, and I did watch a lot of New Japan. Like I said, I've already talked about a lot of it, but I do want to say that if you're not listening to those mini-episodes, okay, whatever, you can do what you want, that's fine. <laughs> but I will say that if you're not tuned in to Zack Sabre Jr., you need to be, because his run in the New Japan Cup was phenomenal. He beat, like, the superstars of New Japan. He beat, like, all of them. He beat Hiroshi Tanahashi in the finals of the New Japan Cup. And I think that was my New Japan match of the month, was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. It was So that was the finals? Fabulous. And it delivered, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. But he before that, he beat, he beat Tetsuya Naito in the first round. He beat Kota Ibushi. He beat Sonata. Like, he... Like, you know these names. Yeah. Like, even if you don't watch all the time, like, you know these names. They're gigantic superstars. Mm-hmm. And he beat all of these guys. So, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of my favorites at the moment because of that. It's and, like if we, if we were, like, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, we might have him as Wrestler of the Month. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, it was just phenomenal that he did all of that in, like, a week and a half. Yeah. And I think uh, Tanahashi's journey in the Cup was great. I think that Juice Robinson's journey in the New Japan Cup was great. He brought him up a lot. Yeah, yeah. he had a really surprisingly good match. The in former the, CJ Parker. Yeah, in the first round of the tournament, it was Juice Robinson versus Yujiro Takahashi, who is the, the pimp of the Bullet Club. He always has the women that, with him that um, I talk about on the show. You can go listen to that if yeah. you want the mini episodes. Him and Charles Wright. Yeah, <laughs> but those were that was a really surprisingly great match. And I've not always been a huge Juice Robinson fan, but this tournament made me a big fan of his. And Juice's match with Tanahashi, which was in the semifinals, yeah, that was really good. Because it was kind of a, they're in the same faction, and it was kind of a mentor-student kind of thing. And Tanahashi did win, but they had built this tension up between the two of them beforehand, where Tanahashi was kind of being a jerk to Juice, and ended up being where they did... At the beginning of this match, they were kind of doing the same thing, but throughout the fight, that was really good. Juice like didn't earn the respect, but they they kind of came back together and they're like on yeah. the same side, and it was it was really cool to see. Well, that that ties in so well to the next episode we got coming up for you guys. We're gonna yes. talk about our WrestleMania week experience with Absolutely. all those people and more. Yes, from the stars of yesterday to the stars of tomorrow, and everybody in between of what's happening now. And uh, just it'll be up sooner than later. And where can they find all that, Chris? They can find it on cnjradio.com, the home of the Wrestling House Show and the family of CNJ Radio Podcast 
course, Joey's Rock Strikes 10, the show always guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less, Randy Brown's The Synaptic, A True Alternative, and The Last Theater on the Left, hosted by me, which I promise we'll be doing stuff pretty soon. We got things the, in the works. Yeah, the next, the first few months of the year have been surprisingly jam-packed with stuff. We have lots of stuff coming up on that, so go check that out if you like horror, cult movies, things like that, of that nature. You can find all of it on cnjradio.com and contact us through our Facebook is probably the quickest way to get to us, which you can find on the .com or Twitter, which I'll see it. I'll yeah. get to it eventually at some point. Yeah. We got retweeted by Colt Cabana. What else do you need? Yeah. 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 So more on that during the Mania episode. Right. All right. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Nominees for Worst Decision by a Raw General Manager. Kurt Angle for failing to name a WrestleMania opponent for the Intercontinental Champion. Listen, that's not my problem. I'm going to do nothing. What do you mean nothing? I said nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. And the winner... It's unanimous. Kurt Angle! Unfortunately, Kurt cannot accept his award because he's too busy sucking up to Ronda Rousey.